Chapter 12 begins with the command to Moshe and Aaron about the Paschal sacrifice, the Karben Pesach. And that is introduced with the verse, This month shall mark for you the first, the beginning of the months. It shall be the first of the months of the year for you. So it begins by saying that this month in which you are to bring the Paschal sacrifice and in which you will leave the land of Egypt and march to freedom, this is the first month. This is how you mark time. This is how you mark your calendar. Of course, the slave doesn't mark time. The slave doesn't actually have one's own time. And since you're going to be free, what freedom is about is not just leaving the persecution, but about establishing your own society, hopefully your own just society, and your own, your own way of living, your own way of marking time. And the rabbinic tradition understood that verse verse, contains not just a statement about leaving Egypt, but from the rabbinic perspective, is a mitzvah. The mitzvah of the Kiddush HaChodesh. The mitzvah that the court establishes what day is Rosh Chodesh, and therefore when the holidays fall. And there's an additional mitzvah to create the calendar, which means to, not just the individual month, but how to figure out the calendar of the year. The Jewish calendar is a combination of the lunar calendar on one hand and the solar calendar on the other. But in, this, in the Torah itself, it does emphasize that this month, the month of redemption, is the first month. But I wanted to turn my attention actually to the first verse of chapter 12. It says that God spoke to Moshe and Aaron, Be'eretz Mitzrayim Remar. God spoke to them in the land of Egypt. And the question, of course, obviously is, where else? The entire story takes place in Egypt. It could have said, Vayomer Hashem el Moshe Aaron, as it says many times earlier. Chapter 11 began, Vayomer Hashem el Moshe, and so on. It doesn't say in the land of Egypt, where else would it be? So what is the purpose of emphasizing that God spoke to Moshe and Aaron in the land of Egypt? And I would say the following. Throughout the story of the negotiation of Moshe and Aaron with Paro, essentially Moshe and Aaron have one request. Shalach ami v'yavduni. They say to Paro, let us go out in the desert and serve God, that is to say, some kind of sacrificial service. Exactly how it's going to take place, we don't know. Moshe said to Paro, We can't exactly tell you what we're going to do. We know it involves sacrifice. We want to go, all of us, old and young, boy and girl, whole community, we want to take our flocks with us as well to serve God. And Paro refuses. The reason for the refusal to go off into the desert, presumably, is that Paro fears that the Israelites might run away. And to bring the sacrifice in the land of Egypt is not possible. 
the Torah says that the Egyptians abhorred uh, sacrifice of animals. So that's not possible either. So what's interesting that after the fourth plague, the plague of Arov, uh, in that plague, uh, that's chapter 8, Verse number 21. So they're negotiating uh, after the plague of Arov, the swarms of insects or animals. And Paro said to Moshe, go and sacrifice to your God in the land. Moshe said in verse 22 of chapter 8, we can't do that. That's not right. Can we sacrifice that which is an abomination to the Egyptians? Would the Egyptians not, not stone us if we sacrifice animals in the middle of Egypt? We want to go into a three-day journey into the desert. And we will sacrifice to our God as God tells us to do. Verse 24, Okay, I will send you. You can sacrifice to your God in the desert. Don't go too far. Pray for me. So you can go off into the desert, but that's three days. Paro's concerned. Three days is too far. Maybe they'll try to escape. Vayomer Moshe, so Moshe says, when I leave your presence, I will plead with God that the swarms depart tomorrow from Paro and his courtiers and his people. But Paro should not again act deceitfully. So what do we see? Moshe agrees. From this we see that the intention was not to run away. Because Moshe agrees to go to a place not too far. So they couldn't run away. So obviously, the purpose of this three-day journey into the desert was not to escape. But rather, as Moshe says, we can't do this in the midst of Egypt. The Egyptians will stone us. Paro, of course, does act deceitfully and changes his mind once again. And now we come to chapter 12. And God spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. And what this means is simply that the request Moshe had made throughout, we want to serve God together. Moshe understood that unless the people serve God together, unless the community comes together, and unless they create a sense of community, there's no point for the slaves to leave. There'll be no nation, there'll be no people. The community is formed around common service of God. That was impossible earlier. The people will stone us. It was impossible earlier in chapter 8. But it is possible in chapter 12, because the Torah said already in chapter 11 that God had placed the favor of the Israelites in the eyes of the Egyptians. The Israelites are well regarded. Moshe is well regarded even by Pharaoh's own servants. Now it's possible to do what Moshe had requested earlier in the desert, but now it's possible to do it in the land of Egypt, to bring that very same sacrifice. And in chapter 12, the chapter in which the Israelites will march out of Egypt, 
the preliminary uh, ritual that must be performed is the Paschal sacrifice. And interesting in the Paschal sacrifice that the command of the Paschal sacrifice is to take the animal on the 10th day of the first month and the animal will be... uh, the, the, the house comes together. The ones who bring the sacrifice, says the Torah, in verse 3, is a lamb to a family, bait of, a lamb to a household. If the bait is too small, not enough people, join with your neighbor. And this animal is to be slaughtered, and the blood is to be taken, in verse number 7, and placed on the doorposts and the windows, on the houses. Later in the chapter, the motion instructs the people, no one is to leave the house until uh, the morning. So the Paschal sacrifice is brought by the members of the family, called the Bayit, it's brought by the Bayit, it's brought on the Bayit, the house becomes the sacrificial altar, and it's brought in the bayit. No one's allowed to leave. So the key word of the Paschal sacrifice is the word bayit. Bayit means family, it means community. When the Israelites came down to Egypt, the very first verse, Ishu Beito Bo, they came down each one with his household, with his bayit. What happened during the course of slavery, the bayit has been lost. And the Paschal sacrifice is the attempt to recreate the bayit. The sacrifice that is brought by the Bayit, Sela Beitavot, Sela Bayit, is brought on the Bayit, Arabatim, and it's brought in the Bayit. Only then can the Israelites march out of Egypt.